Steve Mathis production. Check it out, Pulp MX fans. We're proud to announce iPhone users can now get the official Pulp MX app from the App Store and have archives, show drops and technical info, stories, and even exclusive bonus Pulpcasts not available anywhere else. As always, use the Mathis code at btosports.com, and when buying from Amazon, click the banner on pulpmx.com to show your support. It's the Steve Mathis Show, brought to you by RacerX, presented by BTOsports.com. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX Podcast, Houston Supercross Wrap-Up. Uh, here we are on a Sunday night doing it. Myself, Steve Mathis, as usual, and uh, with me on the line is uh, the man, the boss, uh, Jason Wygant. What's going on, bud? Yeah, we've we we lost a soldier tonight. Hungry uh, got back late from racing some vintage race against Damon Bradshaw, and uh, couldn't do it. Jason Thomas is uh, nestled tightly in bed with Alex Martin at a fly racing photo shoot. So it's just you and me. It's got to be a small bed. Yeah, he actually, I made a joke about that. I said, uh, did they just get you one bed? And he said, yeah. He said, and even the shower heads are super, the shower heads are super low and our beds are miniature Ferraris. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But, uh, not, not as original as I thought. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so it's just me and you. We're going we're gonna to wrap up. But I, I'm sure that in a way, uh, Ping is uh, probably still celebrating well, his ride against Bradshaw, where I guess he won, and then also to Ben Townley's domination in Australia, because nobody is on that bandwagon. Nobody's on the Ben Townley bandwagon like David Pingree, even twittering him uh, personally and congratulating him on his win. So I'm sure he's very excited that Townley dominated the first round of the Australian Nationals. It does seem though like all the all the word down there is is all positive. You know, any inside source I think that you've talked to or I've talked to down there, like, oh, he's in such a great state of mind. He's had such a long time to build up his fitness base and all that. I mean, you can't really take anything out of the results of that. I, I think back to, remember Dan Reardon? Anybody remember Dan Reardon? Dandy Dan. Yeah, Dandy Dan. Good guy. Really, really fun guy at the races. But his, the, it did not translate the, the hype that we heard no, from no. Australia to here. He it didn't work out. So you just never know. He beat Chad Reed at a, at a race, and that was enough to, uh, to get signed. Um, and yeah, he didn't do a whole lot here. So, yeah, yeah. So, so you just never know. I mean, good, good for Ben that he's winning those. I mean, it's good that he's even making good for his team somewhat. You know, at least yeah. getting in some races and getting him some wins. But yeah. unfortunately, I don't know how much more we can take out of that. Even though, again, everyone down there seems to say that he's riding awesome. Right. And uh, it was uh, it was pretty funny that uh, I was getting hit up this morning by people just being like, "Hey, check this out. He's going to dominate. He's going to win. Stamp it. Check, you know, Ooh. this and that." I'm just like, how can you? I mean, no offense to the Australians, but the, the, the American Nationals are on another level. So, you know, I mean, to, 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 yeah. to, to say he's going to win in America, uh, that's a bold statement going off first round of Australian Nationals. I put it this way, though. The one thing you got to keep in mind is just like why Barsha, just why I knew that Barsha would not have a perfect season. It has nothing to do with, you can't just take the stock of 
everyone that's on the gate and say, well, these guys, like Barsha's faster than all those guys, so he'll win every race. And Townley yeah. is maybe not quite as fast as Dungey Villapoto, Stewart, Reed, whoever Reed you're racing against. I guess not Reed. Because crazy stuff happens. I mean, yeah. what are the odds, first of all, that Stewart, Reed, Dungey race all the race? That one of them doesn't get hurt. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. door ends up opening for yeah. some reason or another. I think he's going to be in contention. But yeah, you yeah. can't take it off of the Australian Nationals. Yeah, I'm taking it more off of what Ben Townley's uh, now, capable of. Uh, now, Houston Supercross, uh, um, before we get to the race, there was a, there's a tradition at Houston where the semi trucks all get together after the end of the race. They move over to a parking lot and basically some, some alcoholic beverages come out. And a lot of the team members just kind of sit back, relax, and, and, and hang out somehow. Houston got uh, got selected for this honor, and I didn't go. Well, it's because of uh, it's because Houston has more often than not been the race before the Easter weekend off. Oh, is that That's it? Okay. I think yeah, I think for many years in a row, it was the the first weekend off was coming up, so the truck drivers weren't in a big rush. Okay. And then it hasn't been the last couple of years, but the tradition is kind of already set now. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's why. Uh, yeah. So we we both attended it last night, and it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. At some point, you disappeared for a while, and I twittered that you that you left. And uh, then next thing I know, you come back and you have a Rock River Yamaha shirt on, and you're telling telling everybody that you're going to take them to the top. You're the new team manager, and as soon as you figure out what riders you have on your team right now, things are going to change. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I took over. That's a big promotion I got over at the Holiday Inn bar. I took control. But on the other hand. Uh, I'm no longer going to be referred to the boss on this podcast because Christina Denny, the team manager, uh, she has my shirt now. So she has taken over the reins of Racetrex Online. We did a little, the swap. little swap. So uh, Yeah, uniform swap. Much like the soccer players who ch- change jerseys at the end of the race. Has you ever seen that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you... Well, uh, much like uh, soccer players, uh, Christina Denny, the only female team manager in the sport, had to go all Mia Ham and change her shirt just right outside the Holiday Inn. Just right there. and. Yeah, it was a little tight on you, but I thought uh, you know it accented your muscles well. So, uh. what I found odd was as soon as they they saw that I was wearing the uh, Christina Denny shirt, everyone was copping a feel on me, and I was saying to myself, "Is this <laughs> is this what you've all wanted to do? Like, is this has this been your goal every time <laughs> is, you see yeah, this shirt? Yeah, is this it? Uh, yeah, and, and you're one of you, and you even you introduce yourself to one of your riders, Jared Brown, said I am now your manager." Yeah, yeah, I'm now the boss. Yeah. So uh, I hope this podcast goes well, and, and your new boss at, at Race Rex, Christine, yeah. and he's happy. Yeah, I went inside. There basically are two parties in one, because there's the party in the parking lot, yeah. and then there's the Holiday Inn that's in walking distance of the stadium, and mm-hmm. that has a bar. JGR guys were in there. Uh, Cowie guys were uh, in the parking lot. And that's basically the two gangs, two good gangs to hang out with there. Yeah, yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. Um, and, uh, yeah, I got back to my room about 3.30. Didn't see any ghosts. Yeah, that's here so that was good um yeah so okay so houston comes uh man i windham crashes hard and i i don't think we're gonna see him in new orleans his he tweeted some photos of his uh hand and that looks ugly that looks ugly well none other an expert than your own your own tim ferry said it looked much like the zolder thumb yeah yes and but we all know what an animal he was soldiering on that day, right? But it was broken, and it was uh, yeah. it did jack with him for a long time, didn't it? It did, it did. And um, what do you think about that? What do you think about that race there, having what a uh, him and Stewart in the heat race? Uh, that was one of the best races of the year until that point. Yeah, yeah, it really was. And a couple of interesting things were going on there. 
Um, first of all, you could just – JT actually mentioned on the show last week, you know, Wyndham is just the opportunist. You yeah. know, when things start, he's smart enough to know um, when he has an opportunity, he goes for it. And in his younger days, when people wanted Wyndham to win titles, I think that was actually looked at as a bad way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was – when he was on, he was on. When the opportunity was there, he went for it. But there were other races where it just looked like he wasn't going as fast as he could. Mm-hmm. Um now you take what you can get. If you get three races a year where the guy's in contention for the win, you're pumped on that. And it was definitely – you could tell, man, that he knew Houston and New Orleans, these are, this is my opportunity. Yeah. Filippotos maybe worried about a title. A lot of guys are out. You could, he was hanging out in, in practice and that heat race much more so than usual. He was going for it. Yeah. No, he was. Uh, and It was an ugly crash. Uh, I don't know if he was scrubbing or, you know, what happened. But, uh, yeah, not good. Yeah. What's funny, though, is, you know, it was the last lap of a heat race. Um, by the way, if the roles were reversed and James Stewart had crashed on the last lap of a heat race, trying a last-ditch attempt to, you know, find some speed and make a pass, mm-hmm. what would the reaction have been then? Yeah, right. Idiot. Idiot. <laughs> it's just a heat race. You're so stupid. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and even James got booed. He got booed uh, on the podium. After winning the heat race, because yeah. Kevin Windham crashed behind him, and, and and if you want to boom for that move he made after the whoops, he didn't make contact with Kevin, and he put his hand in the air over the finish line like my bad, like he missed his break or whatever. So right, he does that, and he doesn't touch Windham, and then Windham crashes behind him, and he still gets booed. That guy cannot win. I have to wonder if he really even did miss the break because, to me, he, the fact that he didn't hit him and didn't. Hit the brake, like I wonder. If, I wonder if he knew I went out of my way to not make it quite as hard of a pass as it could have been. But I know even that's not good enough. So maybe I'll just say that I also missed my brake. Like you would think, if he missed his brake, then he would have really cleaned him out. Well, or maybe he got it in back in time. You know, he got it. He just yeah, it's too, yeah, it too late. Um, because it, yeah, it was a it was a good pass. It was it was close. All I can imagine yeah. is Stewart that whole time was just you know knowing the amount of booze he gets already and how polarized the fans are already. It's like the whole race must have been, do not take Wyndham out. Do not bump <laughs> into him. Do not run into him. Don't yeah. do – that would have been right. – in Houston too? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. So – Yes, he got booed. And then on Twitter we got a lot of different theories as to why – like you really had to twist things around to figure out a way to justify why you'd be mad at James for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I never yeah. really uh... – understood the old conspiracy theories behind like Kennedy's assassination, all that until I started becoming in the media. And then you realize how people's minds really do work. Yeah. And, and you're like, no wonder why, yeah. no wonder why there's all these like yeah, area 51 and, and six shooters in the Kennedy thing and all that, because we're nuts as a, as a society, as a human race, we're crazy. Well, the perfect example is you can look at, and I'm sure we'll get to the Barsha Lance Vincent thing. So it's on TV and everyone got to see it. You have human beings watching the exact same footage and having completely 180-degree opposite opinions on it. Right. So, so there you go. Um, oh, yeah. And it was the same thing, with, same thing with anything James Stewart. You know, it goes all directions. So Stewart himself, uh, um, you know, sort of off all day. He's hurt. Not doing that rhythm section as much as he, as he would like to or as much as I thought he would, uh, the 3-3 out of the turn. And eventually he just uh, goes too far on the tabletop, drops his front end, and it's ugly. Cartwheels. And you, do, you, do we see him back? Is this it? Do we see him at the, at the last four? 
I don't know, man. I, first of all, how many hits can he take? Now, what? you said he actually Twittered today that he's okay. He tweeted that not a scratch. He was fine, yeah. But How is it? How has he been able to – I know he missed one race with an injury, but, I mean, he has crashed in just about every race this year. Yeah. That, yeah. How is he not just eventually just over it or something? But here's the thing I'm noticing, man. Um, last year I was on DMXS a couple times, and, you know, it was like, where's Stewart going to ride? But at the time he wasn't even racing. You know, it was outdoor mm-hmm. season. He wasn't even racing. And one of the discussions we had was – how relevant even is he right now? Like, we're talking a lot about a guy who hasn't even raced in a couple of months. Is he that relevant? And I said, you know, the minute Stewart's back on the track, he's the story. He always is. Love him or hate him. Right. He gets the attention. But I have to feel that. I felt like after this race, I felt like it was a little different. Like, he has crashed out like this so many times now. I feel like it's not even news as much anymore. It's like, right, right. What is his condition? Is he coming back and racing? I didn't even bother to ask, and I didn't know anyone else that did. It wasn't even like a story to follow anymore. It's like he crashed. What else is new? Yeah, yeah. Are you getting I, that feeling? Um, yeah, yeah, a little bit. I get the feeling yeah. that uh, I get the feeling that I feel sorry for him a little bit. I really do. <laughs> uh, you know, I know he's a billionaire and he could buy my entire net worth with what he's got in his Lamborghini ashtray, but. I just feel sorry for the guy um, because it's just not – and people are booing him after a heat race that he did nothing wrong in, and yeah. people are cheering for him when he crashed. Like, I heard people back in the pits cheering for him because uh. he crashed out, you know, and it, he doesn't like the bike, and he's not able to do what he used to do, and he's got probably all these pre- – I, I I really feel, feel sorry for him. I really do. I, I don't know – I don't know what the next step is, but I don't think we see him the rest of the Supercross season. I really don't. Wow. And not for injury. You just think he's just I, over I mean, it? Or? I mean, he's got a hand. He's got an injured hand. Even the yeah, JGR guys admit that. His hand is injured, and right. it's not that good. So he tweeted that he didn't get a scratch, but he's still got this hand issue, and, and maybe there's something with that, and maybe he hit his head again, and he's not telling anybody. It was a hard crash. I don't care. I mean, we, we saw, saw it. I just I – just, I just think that he just pulls the pin here, and 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 does he do outdoors? I don't know. I have no idea. He says he's, you know, everything you talk to and everything I say, I hear is that that's still the the plan. But I really believe that this is the last we see him in Supercross. Yeah, I feel bad for the guy too, and it, it, the bike and team thing. I necessarily can't feel sorry for the guy with that. You know, you you make your own decisions there. You know what I mean? Like, if, yeah. for example. He, he he's had plenty of time in the Yamaha to know if it was going to work or not. You know, he decided to make that decision, so I can't. Yeah. If that really is a problem, and I think he probably feels that way even himself. Like, you know, I put myself in that. It doesn't make him feel any better. Yeah, yeah. You know, he yeah. knows that his decision. I, but that's that's on him. But um, some of the fan stuff, I do feel bad. I do feel bad. And I, I, we get a little hint, I think, of what it's like to be him only because we have this constant battle where, you and I as journalists are trying to just say what happened and try to, you know, we're trying to see it down the middle, but there is no one down the middle on James Stewart. It is love or hate. So pretty yeah. much anything we say, people are going to say is wrong. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're not praising him enough or praising him too much, or we're not criticizing him enough or criticizing him too much. So yeah. just imagine being him and actually living that every day. Yeah. I just don't think he's having fun. I don't think that it's been fun for him and this isn't what he wants to yep. do. And, you know, I still, I still hold his talent very high and his ability to do things on a motorcycle. I still remember all the things, and I think I've been to every one of his pro races except for maybe, you know, maybe five. 
Maybe there's right. been five races that I haven't seen James Stewart race in in two thousand in what ten years? When did he turn? Pro? Ten years, yeah. Okay, yeah, so, same here. Yep. Yeah, so I can't even count all the times that the guys amazed me on the track and done things. Kenny, it's 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 not even able to figure out all the things that made me shake my head and go, "Wow, this dude is nuts, talented," and you know, and uh, and so I remember all that, and I, I have a hard time believing that you know the magic is gone. It's like I don't know. I'm trying to equate it to like a uh, you know a, a sports guy. Um, generally speaking, it's a slow breakdown uh, as you get older, as your skills and you know any Emmett Smith or Troy Aikman. Like I mean, Troy Aikman was maybe maybe there's a comparison there. He was on top of his game, and he and we're getting into football again, so he could get angry emails. But, Ooh, yeah, sorry guys. But uh, you know, Troy Aikman, top of his game, uh, gets concussed at the Veteran Stadiums in in Philadelphia, and never plays again. You know, so. Yeah, but you know what? At that point, he, I think, if you look at even where he, even most of these stories we're going to come up with, the guys are probably up there in years. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, yeah. Stewart is, uh, I think, 26 right now. Yeah. Which, in modern motocross, is not really that old. It's no. not really, there's 26, 22, there's no difference there. It's not like it used to be. Yeah. Where you guys, re, you're retired by 26. Yeah. Um, and there isn't one significant massive injury that you can really um, point to. I mean, I know he had the wrist problem two years ago, but. That's come a long way too. It's not like RJ when you break that navicular, yeah. you're done. Right. So that's what makes it so puzzling. He's not old, and I know he's had a lot of crashes pile up, but it's not like he has a specific injury. He can't get through, like he can't get his knee right or yeah. whatever. So, yeah. Or Hepler, you know, couldn't get his head right. It's that's what makes it so. Yeah. Strange. Yeah. Yeah. This decline has got to be tough on him, and then you got the fans and the media and and all that, and he's got to be wondering, you know, as he check as he cashes that check, is it even worth it? Is it even worth it? The, the the millions he's making, you know. So I you don't know, know. The, that's the one thing in the, in this sport. It happens a lot. The the, the guys, fans are going to be like, whatever. It's always about the money. The guys almost always will leave the money on the table if they're not happy. Happens all the time. Multiple year contract. I mean, you don't have to go much further back than Reed, who actually had a two year deal with Kawasaki at the end of 2010, and just said, I don't like it here. You guys don't like me. I don't like you. It's a tough economy. I might not even have a ride, yeah. but I'm not going to have my lawyers come in here and say, I got a two-year deal. I'm going to force you to pay me. Yeah. I don't want to be here. Yeah. You know, or yeah. Bradshaw just straight up retired which and was leaving at the, what was at the time a massive contract on the table. Yeah. I'm not here to get a paycheck. I, I don't want to be here. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, Stewart did take the money. In this case, he had a small Suzuki deal on the table from, from everybody I talked to at Suzuki or around James or whatever. He left. You know, he took the money for this for this Yamaha ride, and right, yeah. So yeah, yeah. In a sense, you said it. But anyways, let's uh, let's move on. Well, you take the money in the off season because right. you yeah. think that it's going to work out great. But then when you're in the midst of it and it's going badly, yeah, you're not. You do not come just to keep getting those paychecks. You'll gladly leave them at when once you know it's not working. Yeah, then you're out of there. So <laughs> okay. So I said we're not going to see him. What do you think? What do you lean towards? I'd have to find some. I have to come up with a. I'd have to have a better uh, piece of evidence as to why we don't see him back. Unless I hear of some significant injury, or there's some other major problem, like like you're saying, like he doesn't maybe just want to even be there. He's not even having fun right. until I actually hear some evidence of that. Legit, like as far as hearing the rumor that he's not happy over there, I think I've heard it every single week all year long. Yeah, and I feel like, hey, when you talk to him at say St. Louis, I feel like he was in a better mood after St. Louis than he was at previous races. I think at one point he had 
things had gotten so bad he was learning to just laugh it off. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. So I've seen all the highs and lows until I actually hear a real story with a like substantiated source telling me there's major problems with him right. or the team or right. injuries. Uh, there's still six or, or four, uh, what four races and five weeks of the series left. So yeah, I think I'll see him. Um, Ryan Villapoto clinches the Supercross Championship in what perhaps could be the uh, the most low key title clinching ride uh, maybe ever. Cause we all saw it coming. Maybe McGrath was 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 uh, was the same, but it definitely since the days of McGrath. I mean, Ricky Ricky clinched him early, and we kind of knew what he was doing, but he never had this kind of lead. And uh, and McGrath did, and and that's about it. That's about it. I mean, it, it's going to end up. David Millsaps is going to finish second in the points. And he's going to be, you know, 150 points down. Yeah, I think so. I talked to the KTM people about Dungy's status, and they don't have any other news right now. They just wanted to take the full. I think his five weeks is after Easter, so after the off weekend coming up, mm -hmm. and then we'll have a better idea. Um, I think he wants to actually come back. Like, if the six weeks go by, the shoulder's definitely healed. I don't think he's going to wait outdoors first of all i believe there's probably a bonus in there somewhere if he can hang on the second or third in the series um i did hear that Millsaps unfortunately doesn't have that bonus that's surprising <laughs> Tough one. yeah that's surprising yeah he has only a championship bonus that's yeah, he, not good for him he told me that too in toronto and uh yeah i was like wow really like like okay i can understand Stuart or villapoto having you know title only or somebody or reed or whatever but but uh, uh david Millsap should have a top three or top five no doubt. I would think. I don't know. What were the odds on Davey Millsaps if you had told anyone at the beginning of the season he would finish second in the points? Right. Yeah. I, would, I mean, that's awesome for him. I would have called the cops on you. There's just no Right. Way. Yeah. So for him to get second is a huge accomplishment. Yeah, I'm amazed that it didn't get worked out where we get but, um, rewarded for that. I don't know. So RV wins, and uh, he you know, he dominated. You made Davey mad on the Racer X tweet, Twitter, so that's nice. I like to hear that. Um, oh, you so, heard about that. So it's not just me. Yeah, you, well... In between when your team managing jobs last night at about two in the morning, you were telling me that too. So, but you were very oh, busy okay. as a he manager. Was telling everyone too. What? He was very mad. Yeah, he he was very mad. He's like, "Who does racetrack Twitter?" I wanted to say Mathis, but oh, oh I, well. I guarantee you he thought it was Mathis. I guarantee you, he, he probably did. But oh he, yeah, he didn't back down. Like he was in my face. He was angry. Yeah, because I wrote, <clears throat> I think it was the third or fourth lap, and I said that uh, Filippoto was checking out big time. Now, I guess if you look at the actual math, he's like, dude. At the most, his lead was seven seconds after, and that was in a full 20-lap race. He's like, that's pretty good for me. I'm a guy that struggles to even get on the podium most of the time, which I thought it was funny that he actually put it that way. Yeah. Um, but the point was, did you for any moment doubt that Villapoto was going to win? Yeah, absolutely not. No. Yeah, no. And, and so we're trying to paint the picture yeah. for the people at home via Twitter, so we're basically saying Villapoto's going to win. Yeah, and, and if, if, if he had made a bobble and Davey got on him, he was going to pull back out. <laughs> yeah, the gap yeah, was. Yeah, the actual numbers were meaningless. He was yeah. going to win the race. Yeah, but uh, but uh, so RV wins it, and in in a in a scary bit of uh, foreshadowing, I think after the race, he tells me that you know what's cool about this is that I get more time to ride outdoors now because last year, you know, yeah. I was in this title fight, and now now I can concentrate on outdoors and 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 get training and riding, and I'm just like, oh, those poor guys in Hangtown. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the last yeah. thing he needs is. Is to get ready for outdoors more, you know, um, especially on that bike. What yeah. we saw, we saw how good he did. So, should be interesting yeah, to Alden see how he does. Alden told me the same thing. Yeah, Alden told me the same thing that they can. 
he's doing 30 minute motos this week coming up, which they couldn't even they didn't even think about 30 minute motos until after Supercross last year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that could be kind of bad news for his competition. But um, well, you... let me ask you this: Where is Villapoto? Where is Villapoto right now? I mean, the the problem probably, is when you have bad. names like Reed and and I guess still potentially Stewart at some point. You know, Reed said he's going to be back at some point, and Stewart has. You know, not even said anything about I'm retiring. You know what I mean? Like he's supposed to still be racing. Yeah. So you still have those guys in the game. You still have Dungey in the game. Maybe Trey Kennard eventually can get back to where he was. So you have those guys around. You know, when in the McGrath days or the Carmichael days, you just knew those guys were the guys. Do we need to just put Filippoto there? Uh, yeah. Like I mean, just as the dominant guy. Uh, like yeah. this is his sport. He is the guy. Right. Right. Yeah. I feel like we're not there yet. We're not there yet, but maybe yeah. we should be. Yeah, maybe we should be. I, yeah, I almost feel like everyone's behind the curve, and I mean like subtly. Like it, when a guy is completely, ha- when one guy has completely has control of everything, it starts getting to the point where, for example, how many dudes eventually moved to Florida because that's what Carmichael did. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. One guy starts affecting everybody. Like you, you do what he does. You, you know, whatever gear brand he's in is the one to have, and they're paying the most money. And I, I think it eventually got to the point where I feel like everyone at the races knew what Ricky's favorite drink was. I'm not even joking. Yeah. Like, every conversation eventually came back to how badass this dude is. I feel like we're behind the curve on Villapoto on this. Or is it? Is he not there because, hey, if Reed hadn't gotten hurt, maybe he could have run with him or, or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think – yeah, I don't think um, – And first of all, the first guy to have a real riding – property in florida was tim ferry for the record and he'll tell yes, you that I agree. first guy no, i have he, like he, a compound yeah. was tim ferry yeah um but yeah. here's the difference he, the first guy that made everyone say i have to go to florida is carmichael that's well, but carmichael's from florida well yeah, yeah but he's pounding the motors in the heat that's yeah, why he's yeah. dominating yeah, all right yeah, then i yeah. guess i'm gonna go there right no yeah you got a point you're right um yeah uh i think part of the reason why um we don't do that is because of Villapoto himself. He's sort of low key. He's sort yeah. of, he, uh, I mean, there's obviously an ego there. There has to be an ego there because you don't get to where he is without one, but he doesn't have a big entourage. Ricky did, you know, um, he kind of doesn't, he doesn't carry the torch of like the guy, you know what I mean? He, no. he never acts nope. like the guy. He, you know, you don't hear, you usually hear stories about Ricky. Like, like for example, uh, the T-shirt Travis Pastrana T-shirt, right? Somebody, somebody yes. wanted to put a T-shirt of Travis Pastrana ahead of Ricky, and he said no because he's never been in front of him. Um, right. There, there's that story. There's things about like uh, uh, him just kind of talking smack behind the scenes on people or riders or whatever. Like he was the alpha right. guy, you know. And I, I just yeah, don't feel yeah. like I don't feel like you hear that with RV. You don't have any of that with RV. So therefore, nobody puts him on that level a little bit. Oh, dude, he's the exact opposite. Like, for example, um, like Carmichael, whatever team he went to, the team structure changed dramatically when he got there. Um, whereas Villapoto, like Weimer's his teammate, and Weimer has the same trainer. Weimer, like, rides with him at his house in California or Florida. Yeah. Like, it's like, uh, these guys are my teammates. Yeah, they, I don't have any secrets. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. The team is just, I just I'm just on the team. Like, yeah. the team is not all of my guys that I've brought over with me yeah. to yeah. the team. No, yeah, Rick, Ricky usually had I – mean, obviously, Goose was the main guy, but there was always another guy, Berluti, a lot of times, helping out or somebody helping out Goose, you know, two guys on the bikes or 
or, or yeah, yeah, if you yeah. look at yeah. Weimer and Villapoto's deals are not any different at all. Yeah. Yeah, they're just part of the team. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's just yeah, that's part of it. Yeah, just and he's he's just low key. Like we, we know him well, obviously both of us know him well and he's kinda cocky and funny and like he's a little bit of a, I wanna say a rascal would be the right term. Like yeah, he's, he's he's yeah. a, he's a little rascally, like uh but generally speaking, yeah, he's I mean, yeah, I don't know. He's not acting like the alpha dog, I guess, is why he's not considered it, maybe. But he is. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. He right now, you know, he's going on three championships in a row. So Yeah. Looking good for a fourth. Right. The, he's had the most wins three straight years in Supercross. The most wins yep. in the series. When he broke his leg, he had more wins. You know, yep. last year he had one more, I think, than everybody else. And then this year, of course, yep. domination. So, you know, yeah, at some point, why don't we just give him that torch and be like, and be like, okay, wow, RV actually lost today, if it ever happens. That's the story. You know? Yeah, because I feel like with those other, the, the McGrath or Carmichael level, it did get to the point where, okay, remember that Pontiac uh, 03? Timmy had a shot, I think, to even to win that one. That was 02. Um, yep, 02. Nathan 02. Ramsey. Yeah. Yeah, Nathan Ramsey won it. Yeah, it was 02. Yeah, the first year on the Honda. Carmichael went down, and I see, like, five other guys had a chance to win, and they all crashed at yeah. different points. Yeah. Because it was like the whole atmosphere, like from the guys on the track to every fan in the stands was, oh, my God, there's an opportunity for someone else to win a race. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And like everyone went nuts and got nervous and guys crashed and <laughs> things went crazy. Yeah, that's I guess that's when you're really there when it's at that point. Like, oh, my God, someone else might win one guy. We expect this one guy to win all the time. Yeah. 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 Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe that's where we're at. But you got a good point. We're not there yet as i think it's, well it's still like oh, i, know, I mean it might be legit because it's like hey you feel like okay when reed exited the series he was dogging villapoto that whole you know those first seven laps you know yeah. what i mean yeah you know and i'm not taking anything away from villapoto here but i'm saying like you feel like ah, other guys can run with them at times yeah so yeah. maybe that's the difference Hey, guys, thanks for listening to these podcasts. They wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for BTOsports.com as well as the other advertisers. So I appreciate if you just listen to this, deal with it, order some stuff from BTO, and then we'll get right back to the show. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com podcast show. Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bike or body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for $32.99, 65% off. Your order can be shipped at anywhere in the USA for free. Or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at btosports.com. JT Racing USA is back to reestablish its deep roots in the motocross industry with an all-new, innovative line of racewear and casual wear. While bringing many of JT's strongest design elements from its golden years back to life, the racewear is constructed with the highest grade material on the market and has a technological fit, feel, and function that is sure to raise the bar in how motocross gear is being built. JT has relaunched itself back into motocross with the Pro Tour jersey, classic pants, lifeline, and flex field gloves in eight colorways with an assortment of men's and women's casual wear to add to its collection. By redefining the meaning of airflow, JT has incorporated its airline system technology into this collection and have launched their all-new ALS2 helmet in seven colorways to complete the rebirth of the brand. The wait is over. But getting onto Millsap's uh, good ride last night, second place, 
The only guy uh, consistently doing that triple out of the first turn, too. He was on it there. Going triple, single, almost flying, jumping in the whoops. That was great. Yeah, yeah, that was a line. Wyndham had something similar there the way he did in the yeah. heat race, and you could see the difference. And, boy, is that strange. Just to, again, illustrate what's going on there. Stewart was just, like, befuddled by that section. Yeah. Like, Wyndham had him dot. I think Stewart was faster in every other part of the track in that heat race except that. And then late in it, Stewart actually tried it and did it, but did it not nearly as well. Yeah. Which is just, just normally another, roll reversal. Well, yeah, and, it, and even that yeah. rhythm section where you go three out of the turn, three out of the table, um, that's Stewart's territory right there. And he, right, he right. couldn't do it. He was protecting the inside. He was whatever you want to say, but that being technical and jumping rhythm sections, that's, that's Stewart's bread and butter, you know, and Wyndham had him covered. Yeah. So. Yeah, they did. <clears throat> But Millsaps is riding well, and he finally revealed something. I asked him after the race. I'm like, come on, dude. Something has changed. And he's like, no, nothing, nothing's changed. I'm like, come on. You're really saying that you're doing the exact same thing, you're the exact same guy from Anaheim 1 through now. Yeah. The results are just getting better. You have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea why. I have no idea why. I have no idea why. And then finally, as I kept pestering him, he kind of let it slip out that. And I don't understand why the riders do that. He said, you know, he had knee surgery last year during the Nationals. And then he messed it up again, and he had knee surgery two weeks before Anaheim won and could barely even ride at Anaheim won. Mm -hmm. So he got, I think, 16th there. Yeah, he did first two rounds. Not good. Yeah. Yeah. So I said to him, like, so you're really telling me you have no idea why your results have gotten better as the year has gone on, but you're also saying you had knee surgery two weeks before Anaheim won. <laughs> so do you really not know what changed? And he's like, man, I was just keeping a secret. No, I don't. I just don't understand that. Yeah. No. Why? Did they, why? No one's ever going to put Davey Millsaps in a Menza competition. Yeah, but I'm not even putting this on him because all these riders do it. Like, yeah. so you'd rather us just say, I'm sure you could probably rewind, listen to the podcast we did after Anaheim won. I think I can remember maybe after Phoenix, we were like, it doesn't have heart. We hear it every year. He's going to be good. And he lets right. you down, blah, 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 blah. Well, it turns out he actually, I think, is trying a lot harder this year and is riding a lot better. He was just hurt, but for some reason, he'd rather us just think he sucked. <laughs> he was somebody's pick for breakout rider. Maybe yours. Maybe. Angry, that was me. I said him and, uh, and Brayton, which just sounds awfully JGR biased, I understand. <laughs> exactly. Um, but it's working out. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And um, uh, anything else in the 450s? Weimer got third. I was Weimer, glad to see him actually get yeah. a, re a reward for once. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you talked about. Where have a good. What about what about Bobby Canari? Yeah, Bobby, sixth Six. place. Man, good to see. Bobby Canari. Yeah, Canari's good. Canari's good people. There's just no He's way. Good people. Yeah. And you pointed out a couple times during the race. I mean, he was really riding well. Like yes. he was. He was, He had that triple onto the table, dialed in pretty all well all day long. Yep, all day. Yeah, and not everybody did. Um, and I know we talked about it last week. Do we have to put in parentheses? Bobby Canari got six. Keep in mind, Bobby. <laughs> He's out, Ryan Dungey's out. But, yeah. I mean, the guy is riding well, yeah. and he's a good dude. Good for him. Yeah, absolutely. I, I bet what about Alessi? Same thing. Alessi rode great. Yeah, Alessi rode good. Um, he was uh, – and, you know, he had to go to the LCQ. So, he got yeah. that gate pick and came out good, and and uh, he's solid all night. So, yeah, it was yeah. – uh, and he caught Weimer. Weimer denied it, but he he, he caught Weimer. And uh, <laughs> Weimer did not. Why? Weimer denied it, but I'm like, dude, he reeled you back in at one point. Either you made a mistake or he picked it up or something, but he was back on you after you had pulled away a little bit. So, um, no, good good for him. And, uh, and uh, uh, I mean, yeah, it's 
I, I, I prefer just to talk about how these guys are doing good without the guys that are missing because screw them. You know, it's a, it's a talent to stay healthy. It's a it's a yeah. talent to just keep on the track and, and guys like Canari and Alessi and those guys and Weston Pike got ninth. Nico Izzy got eighth or seventh or something. Um, what did Nico Izzy get? I got the results. Here. Uh, Pickle got seventh. I think Izzy. Um, I know. I think it was eighth and ninth for Izzy. Yeah, and, Izzy uh, eighth. Pike. Oh, yeah, Pike yeah. Ninth. And uh, uh, Pickle got seventh. I feel like. And I said this last week, and here's the thing, like, folks, we, we're going to the races, and the reason we're going to the races is because it allows you to see stuff that you can't necessarily pick up from TV or just reading the results. And, you know, I feel the same response on Twitter with Brayton getting second last week to Millsaps getting second this week. He would be seventh if everyone was healthy. But, and that could still be true, but there's no doubt Millsaps is riding. We go to the races, we watch the guys ride. He's riding better than he was at the beginning of the year. Yeah, they got may, other guys are hurt, and maybe that 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 might actually be helping in the results more than the improvement in riding. Mm. But these guys are riding better than they were. Yeah, absolutely. Like Canary rode well. He didn't. He got sixth. Sure, he wouldn't have gotten sixth if everybody was healthy, but he still was riding fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. Preston Mall, Daniel Blair making the first mains. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's crazy, and, uh, <laughs> and and JT and, and Jimmy Albertson do not, which is, I mean, that's that's ugly. That's ugly. Dude, how many has Jimmy made this year? Uh, four? Three, four? Man. Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I would have not expected that. No, no, definitely not. I, I was I was selling him on the team as being a main event guy every week, so looks like I was a little I, off I on that. Um, I totally thought so. I mean, his Supercross experience is actually very limited, to be honest. It is. It is, totally. Uh, yeah, Troy Lee designs, so. and, uh, and that's about it. You know who's uh, yeah. you know who's missing out on this opportunity last two weeks now, Brett Metcalf, crashes. Yeah, his season yeah. Is, is turning into poop um, quickly because with all these guys out, there's no reason why Brett Metcalf can't run with Millsaps and Brayton Weimer, in my mind anyway. Totally. You know. No. And, yeah. He. And, I'm sure he feels the same way. Like if they were on the podium, I should be on the podium. Yeah. Absolutely. No. If if Metcalf yeah. doesn't make a podium, the rest of the series, that's it's a big that's a big miss by him. So. He's got to figure it out and yeah. stay on two wheels. I agree. I agree. And you know who else I think is not – this is not looking good for? Um, Tickle is hitting his ceiling of seventh or eighth uh, no almost matter, every week, no, no, even no, with no, all no, these guys out. No matter who's like, in it, Stackfield or not, he's the seventh. But he looked, yeah. he had his best ride this weekend. He had his best race this weekend. Uh, he came from the back and passed all those dudes. Yeah. So that was yep. good. Um yeah, two fifty class. Uh, uh, wow. No, Jeez. I want to mention one other thing in what? the in the four fifties. What we were um, we <laughs> something we were discussing in the press box. Let's give you an example right here when we when we praise the all three of those Yamaha guys, Canary, Izzy, and Pike for getting in the top ten, and you're like, yeah, but a lot of guys are out. But they did finish in front of the both of the Jeff Ward Racing riders. Yes, we had a little discussion about that. Yes, yes, um, yeah. If you're Jeff Ward, you're like, this is exactly what I want to do. Get Josh Grant and Kyle Chisholm, and then get beat by the by Pike, Canari, Izzy. <laughs> it's not, yeah, it's not three good. guys that probably yeah. I don't think any of the three were supposed to be riding 450s. Canari and Pike weren't even on the team. Yeah, Izzy was a light guy. Yeah. Um. So that gives you an example of how you kind of gauge how well these guys are doing, even with a lot of guys out. Yeah, so Josh for- Grant, he's just an invisible man out there. Yeah. He actually got tenth, which seems good. Yeah. yeah but if you watch him ride, it it's not as good as it looks. Um, Chisholm, and Chisholm, you just know what the guy can do. And Chisholm was uh, uh, he he had an issue on the opening laps and 
hurt his ankles and got whiplash in his neck and he was really yeah. hurt. Yeah, because he he dropped back. I was actually wondering if there was something wrong with his vision. Um, which I mean, it's incredible to likely, but I'm just like going wow because he was not uh, his his for his uh, mo is not to drop back like he did last night. So at least it's no like yeah when tickle went by him he made him look easy. Yeah, for sure. So, Example. Uh, two yeah. two fifty class. Uh, wow, geez. Um, where do you start? Oh. Uh, well, first of all, I guess at the race, I thought I twittered and tweeted and thought it was a racing incident because I. I wasn't watching those Lance Vincent and Barsha because uh, it was last lap and Barsha. Let's face it, he was going to he was going to walk at home. Um, but after watching it again on TV, I'm more inclined to blame Vincent a little more than Barsha because he saw it was Barsha at the beginning of the straightaway and still chose to race him down the straight. And then when Vincent cased the triple, again another like oh I cased the triple, uh, you know I'm a little sketched out. Maybe I back off even more. You know what I mean? I my 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 tend my tendency to blame Vincent, you know, on on Saturday night I'm like it's a racing incident, fifty fifty. Uh, now I'm leaning towards blaming Vincent. Do you agree? I went back and forth on that because the first thing you figure if a the leader goes down tangling with a lap rider, the lap rider is obviously an idiot. Like, how does this happen? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like Barsha tried to clean the dude out. Like, clearly Barsha didn't want to hit him, and then did. But then they showed the replay over and over in the stadium, and then I was like. No, nah, it's a racing incident. Like, I can't see. Right. Barsha was ahead of him and moved over on him. Like, he thought he had him cleared, but he mm-hmm. didn't. Yeah. But the more I hear now, no one was watching Barsha, I think, that entire last lap. Right. But, yeah, there apparently were some issues there for how long, I guess, Vincent was Vincent duking was, it out yeah. with him. And there's some bad blood there, from what I hear. Yeah. Yeah. So, who wrote it, whose track. And, yeah, something. And I think um, Vincent might have got kicked out or something like that. Yeah. Um... But it definitely seems like, yeah, there was uh, there was more to it than what we just saw as far as a racing incident. But if I'm Vincent and the leader comes by me apparently a couple times and I see it's him and I gets and I case the triple, maybe I back off and not and give the leader his his room to do the double. You know, I mean, and there was no one around, so he wasn't. Yeah, I don't believe there was anyone around Vincent no. that he was racing. And, and the bottom line is that the. The lapper's front tire hit the leader's rear tire, which is, yeah. you know, I mean, that's right there. I mean, the leader was, was it's he's lapping you. So, uh, your front yeah, tire, I think your if front you're Barcia, tire, yeah. you get ahead of him and you pretty much know that, like I said, Barsha didn't have him cleared when he moved over. But yeah. it's like, I think you're, when you're the race leader, you pass the lap rider, you're like, okay. Yeah. But having he's said, not all, going to yeah. run it in on me. For having said all that, what Barsha did after the race was <laughs> WWF. <laughs> E WWE meltdown. That was awesome for all the wrong reasons. First, he roosts Barsha twice for yeah, no reason. Ahead. For no reason. But Roxon Roxon rides by him, gets the win, has no problems, no issues, and Roxon and Barsha still pulls over and roosts the crap out of him twice. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. like f you for taking advantage of me laying on the ground. I don't um, even know. Like he just didn't know where to target his rage. Yeah, and he was right there. That was it. Like I think if he was. If he was Bruce Banner, he would have been green at this point. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. just that would have been it. He would have just turned into Incredible Hulk because he yeah. he he lost it. And then he goes over and mouths off to Vincent, Doc Bodner, and roosts them. Also, <laughs> right, right. Uh, that was that was the most incredible part. I was like, he just did a donut and roosted them, but <laughs> Bodner was crouched over 
Yeah. Lance Vincent. And then you're like, he must have really like the Astros um, outfits are pretty easy to spot. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he, it was not it was not a good not a good look for Justin. It looks like uh, our buddy six times Stanton still has some work to do upstairs. <laughs> yeah. And I know a couple people said, "Hey, five thousand dollars fine. That's that's nothing to him, dude. Five thousand dollars is a lot of money. Like, what's a fine? If they ever find anybody, it's usually what five hundred bucks. Yeah, 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 five grand. I know that's ten times more than what they normally find somebody. That means something. Like, yeah. maybe it doesn't mean something to Barsha's bank account, but it's a significant penalty. You know, in just what it says. In like, terms this of this is yeah. how bad we think this is. Yeah, in terms of other penalties, absolutely. Um, um, and and and, and also, time, oh, go ahead. And well, go the ahead. same thing, the same, the same idea though. It's like, Barsha, you got second. You didn't DNF, and yeah. you've won all these other races. You got second. You actually gained points on your guy in second place, which was Durham. Um, yeah, yeah. It didn't turn out that bad. I mean, it it was terrible. You lost the win, but in the grand scheme of things, if he had, he if he had come off the track laughing and smirking i would also expect that you know what i mean like that would also be an that would not be an an, an out of this world attitude to have to just be laughing yeah. and go oh man i can't believe it you know what i mean right uh instead right. he went did the complete 180 and went incredible hulk john cena who won wrestlemania uh, by the way who won i know you know this yeah 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 beat the rock that's big but no no who they, won i don't know did oh, oh who won yeah. who won no i don't know who won i haven't checked i, I just checked twitter it's pay-per-view you think i'm paying 50 dollars no definitely not. definitely not no. jason Wygat is not paying 50 dollars no but, uh, i could probably figure out on twitter i could just watch raw on monday night okay so anyway so what were you gonna say oh um you know what though i am gonna i'm gonna say this People are always bummed in the sport that the Rodgers give robotic interviews, and you know I think the TV people and the fans they actually kind of you actually really like the drama, you know. Right. And I did say to myself, if something that wild happens, I mean you don't see guys lose races with three turns to go like that very often. Mm-hmm. If something big like that happens, I was like I'd be very disappointed if Barsha was like eh, eh, whatever, right. no biggie. Right. Right. So when I first saw him like pounding his fist on the handlebars, I was like, good, the guy's mad. Yeah, show some emotion. I would be pissed. You know, I'm, I'm sure he doesn't think it's his fault, you know. So I'm glad he was mad. Now, I didn't expect him to go to that level. It was really bizarre when he went up to the podium and was in tears. Like, I don't even understand that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that's what I'm saying. It, it wasn't that yeah. bad. It's not a. No. It's not an Eli Tomac crash out at San Diego. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. Like, it didn't ruin his whole, like, I spent the last six weeks building up this Giants points lead, and this cost me all of it. Right. Um, but at the same time, I was happy to see that he – was mad. Then he took it several notches beyond where he should have. But um, <laughs> right. I was talking to Davey today about it, and Davey kind of made the point. He's like, you know, look, well, you were there. You were at Bercy. Um, that thing got out of hand as well. Right. So it's like Barsha's obviously had, I mean, even going back to his amateur days, he was really known for, well, that's why they call him Bam Bam, right? Right. Um, but at the same time, so much of that is coming from apparently – his passion to win, how badly he wants to win, and how much he likes the fight. And uh, that's kind of a good thing in a way. Um, again, this is several notches beyond where it needs to go. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would have been disappointed if the guy was like, eh, whatever, it's racing, it happens, I got a second. <laughs> that would have been disappointing to me. Yeah, 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 right, right. You would have been like, hey, wait a minute. You want the guy to be mad. Right. You should be mad. Yep. Uh, maybe not that mad. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that affects things. Remember, if, 
He should wrap the title up this weekend. He's got a 30-some point lead, although no one seems to remember that Vegas does count. Yeah, even, um, even Alan Brown from Ty Lube was like, really? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Really? It's on. Yeah. He's no one remembers that. Right. Um, but even he did, he only need 25-point lead after New Orleans, so chances are he'll have that, and he'll still win the title. But that's wild. Hey, remember when Grant Langston threw away like his first win, and that was totally his fault. He crashed on the last yeah. lap. Yeah. And, uh, that was actually Houston, wasn't it? It was Houston, yeah. Travis, Travis Preston on a Husqvarna. So right. it, it went from like, KTM's going to win. Oh, my God, unbelievable. Like, KTM's going to win. <laughs> Holy shit, a yeah. Husky just won. <laughs> yeah, what could be more bizarre than a KTM? <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, I mean, that was Langston's fault, so maybe there's less of a reason to be angry. But I think he did kind of just chalk it up to that, didn't he? Like, yeah, he ah. did. yeah, he just kind of smirked and laughed. And that was actually, I was not at that race. I worked for KTM that year. That was the only race all year I missed. Oh, geez. Yeah, that was it. That was the only race I'm, all year I missed. Hey, that's so, why he was doing so well. Yeah, that's it. But, uh, no, I do remember I do remember him laughing and being like, what can you do? You know? It was it was yeah. dumb. So, uh, Blake Baggett, much better this weekend. Uh, third place and uh, only half a second off of Barsha, too. So, if Barsha had gotten a little bit slower, he would have got him. But uh, uh, he was a different guy all weekend. No, uh, Baggett was third, only half a second behind Barsha. So Barsha, oh, at the end of the race yeah. with Barsha's crash. Yeah, yeah. Barsha yeah. laid on the ground for a split second longer. Uh, right. Or five-tenths longer. Um, anyways, uh, different guy this weekend, much different. I tried to get it out of him uh, post-race interview on sort of what's been going on and what's happening, and uh, that was a, a big failure on my part. I tried in the morning, actually, during the track walk. Um, I, his, him and his mechanic, Sean, were over there, and I was like, anything change? Oh, yeah. I'm like, change with the bike or change with you, change with me. And I'm like, what is it? And he's like, I'll see you after the race. And I'm like, okay. So I think his point was, you'll see the difference in the race. Mm -hmm. And it was there. So I must have asked him 15 different ways. How can six days, technically, between the end of one race and the beginning of another, what could you possibly change that much? And he said, actually, it changed in three days. <laughs> but he would not say what it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he know. did yeah. on three days before the race. Made a massive difference. Yeah, he's not one to really open up in interviews, so it's tough. I said, dude, you realize if you sell this secret, this could be millions of dollars to go from 15th to 3rd in three in three days, whatever you did. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, but then everyone else will know what the secret is, and they'll, they're my competition. All righty, then. Bizarre. <laughs> Bizarre. But there was, I mean, no, there was no doubt that he's a different guy. There's no doubt. Yeah. What the, it doesn't even make sense. Well, he was whipping it in practice and, like, fastest guy and just looked, you know, just looked great. And he normally sucks in practice. Right. And I did say to that, I did say, are, are you, have you maybe figured out now that the sucking in practice thing is just not going to work? And I, I, I think he did, does realize that. Like, he might need to try to be fast in practice. That could help. Yeah. Start, start your day off right, you know? So I yeah. That's what I used to tell the Tim Ferry. Start your day off right. Yeah, I'm like, it all starts from the first practice. However you start, that's how that's how it all goes. So, Baggett told me that when he won, he won Colorado this year. He won well, or last year he went one one. He said he was twenty third in practice. Really? I, it's just bizarre. Yeah, I don't remember that. Well, he was never on the board. Like he was never the fast qualifier yeah, at any no, point. Definitely not on. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe they're just like, dude, that's really strange. That's not the way it's supposed to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do, do it normal. Everybody else in that class, by the way, there was a first turn crash that seemed to get every other top rider, it seemed, I think, was in the first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Mookie. Oh, Mookie. Another, another bad weekend for Mookie. My Mookie not, fever. Not fun. 
My movie uh, fever is yeah, gone. Sure. It's gone. I mean, because he doesn't that even is, look. Yeah. He doesn't even look special out there anymore. I thought he did last year. Right. But it's a tough, tough year for Team Stewart. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. What about hey? What about Nicoletti and Martin? Right. Fifth and sixth. Yeah, holding it together. And again, well, this class isn't ravaged by injuries, so we don't have to worry about that yeah. issue. But I mean, dude, they were good. Like Nicoletti was ahead of Wharton, I think. For a while, like, you know, it's not like they're roadblocks. Like, yeah. they run that pace. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're yeah. in that battle. You know, Martin and oh, everybody saw last week, Martin was definitely in the race with those guys. Like, they are in in the um, heat race. Martin held off Roxon, you know, up until the last lap. Like, he's just in the battle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good. He, yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's turned it on lately, too. So, um, yep. he's been good. Wharton got a fourth, which was, you know, he was solid. What He just kind of like fourth is like the worst Blake Wharton can do. Almost, you know what I mean? He's, yeah, he's gonna just yep. be be there and and get a fourth or a fifth might be a bad night for him. But uh, and Durham Durham had the heartbreak of the night. Um, first turn crash to all over Martin in sixth or all over Nicoletti for fifth, I think. He had passed. He had just passed Martin. Just got um, passed him for like ten feet. And what he told me was because Martin was a teammate last year and his buddy, he didn't want to have to block pass him, mm-hmm. so he wanted to just get past him in the whoops. To to make sure he had the pass complete before the corner, yeah. So he just kamikaze did the whoops, and that was the end of it. Oh, yeah, bummer deal. And and luckily he got he got lucky in the fact that he landed on tough blocks. But yeah, but, yeah, uh, he uh, he went from second to fourth in the points, just like that. Yeah, and so. there could be some money in that. Yeah, exactly. But bad deal for him. But he was riding great until then. He was really really riding well, um, coming through the pack yep. on a track that was yep. short, fast, and hard to yep. make up time on. So. Yeah, kind of like uh, it wasn't easy to do. Yeah, he was much like Baggett. The two pro circuit guys and all the practices were up there. Yeah, um, they were they were both. So they were both. If you're well. if you're if you're the AMA um, or or any, did you did they do enough to Barsha? We both all we both said it was past the line and it was too much and too too. Did they do enough? Should they have done more? Um, I know that some people are going to say you need to find the guy points, but this is the this is the problem. This is why the legal system works with the word precedent. Um, taking points away from someone, you know, it's been done a few times. It's a fuel thing, but that eventually turned into a complete fiasco, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. There has there and uh, one time they took points away from Wyndham for that pass that he put on Villaman, but they gave him those points back. So basically, we're looking at. Zero precedent, as far as I can remember, of ever taking points away from a rider for something like this. Am I right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't so, think... I don't. That that would be ballsiest call on earth to say right here, right now, we're starting something new. And yeah, yeah well, this is the yeah, guy that's the points you, leader. Yeah. So you're really fucking with the guy. Whoa, did I just say that? Oh yeah, you did. Like, like, but like, really, really, really sticking him in the heart. Well, and then are you going to do this? Are you going to do this uh, just in the middle of the season? Like, yeah, you know. So. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. it, you know, if he was if he was sixth in points and you took points away, that would be really bad. But this is the potential champion. Like, I don't know if you could expect anyone to be. I know they're the AMA. They make the rules. They do whatever they want. Yeah. Supposedly, you know what I mean. That's yeah, supposed yeah. to be their role. But yeah. Yeah. that's a very big expectation for them to go in and just be like, yeah, you maybe get a 
five hundred grand to win this title, and this has never been done before. But we're just taking it from you right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, hey, I know uh, after the race we talked to uh, Justin Bogle for a while, and I was informed by the Geico guys that my tweet saying the bike broke was wrong, and and um, mm-hmm. um, you know I did correct myself, but I guess as usual they didn't see that part of it. But um, right. it, it was a very bizarre behavior from Bogle. He's got to stop this. That wasn't good. And he's a good no. he's a good kid. He's a good guy. But what what kind of stuff was he saying to you before I walked over there? Well, I wanted to interview him last week actually, but his phone broke, and then I then then he got back to me, and then it was too late. But even after last week's incident, I feel like I mentioned this on a show that he's become like public enemy number one. Like people don't like his actions. So I said, hey, let me do an interview here to to kind of help you clear the air because I think <laughs> I don't know him super well, but I think I know him well enough to know that. Three or four outbursts on the track maybe aren't the most accurate way to judge his overall personality. Um, mm-hmm. It was getting to the point where people are like, oh, you just see the way he cruises through the pits and he thinks he owns it and all this stuff. And oh, I don't really I've, get I've that vibe that from him, do you? Yeah. No, I haven't heard that part from anybody. I don't yeah, I heard. Yeah, so I did hear that. And I'm like, okay, this is getting out of hand. So let me let the guy, all I can do is ask him a question, let him defend himself. But I don't, I don't feel like he did a great job of defending himself. <laughs> <laughs> he. He basically told me he's like he's like I don't know what to say I, I don't I can't be a robot like I thought I'd do well this year the team I'm on is good so I have no excuse I have had one podium I feel like I ride good I should have more podiums than that but I keep hitting the ground I keep crashing I keep you know everything keeps going wrong and I'm just really frustrated um, which is all understandable but I was kind of priming the pump for him to say I, I think the main point here is you know. For all these guys, it's the first time they've ever been in a spotlight like this in their life, right? Mm, yeah. Um, so, you know, they'll learn a lesson somewhere down the line. When five years from now, Barsha won't do something like this, right? right. Um, five years from now, Bogle won't. Yeah. Well, no, I, yeah. even the Barsha thing. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, right. okay, right. Yeah. I don't think twenty-five-year-old Barsha won't have an outburst like this, and yeah. neither will twenty-five-year-old Bogle. It's just something that happens. These guys are really young, and they're thrown into this pretty quickly. And then the first time something really goes wrong, they don't know how to handle it. So I was waiting for him to use that as his out, but he never really did. <laughs> he just said he's really frustrated. I uh, I spoke to Jeff Myshak today. Uh, sounds like you did too, the owner of Factory Connection. And uh, I didn't ask him about Bogle, but as a former mechanic and as a guy that's been on the inside, what he did was very, very wrong. His bike did not break. Okay, if your bike breaks, this is the rule. This is the, This is what happens unwritten it's not in the rule book but if your bike breaks and you Mm -hmm. almost die you are allowed to walk off the track and throw your helmet maybe throw your helmet and just walk off the track like he did that's Mm -hmm. that's okay because you got you know that's not supposed to happen there the rider has to do his job team has to do his job not supposed to break now having said that his bike did not break he just crashed and to leave his bike on the track on the side laying down drop his helmet as he's walking without stopping a stride, throw his goggles on the ground and just keep walking. That's inexcusable. That's not cool. That's not a good move. And I didn't talk to Jeff Myshack, the owner, but that kid would would getting a nice talking to if I was if I was on the team manager or team owner. That, that you, you do not do that. Like yeah, you're no, frustrated and yeah and all that. And I like Justin. Vogel's a good kid. I interviewed him a few times and he's funny and and it's not my place to tell him that because I'm not on the team. But that is a, a big sign of disrespect for for the team and for everybody. So, not cool of him to do that. But again, rookie year, 
sixth race of his career or whatever it was, and he'll learn. Yeah, but it is that was that was bad. That was bad. Yeah, I saw him when they were signing autographs midday. I'm like, so did your bike break? And he said, no, I just sick of crashing, man. And okay, he's had yeah, his results probably could. He's probably riding faster than his results, but it's not like say Malcolm level. Like it's not yeah. absolutely right, right. like other riders have been through worse. Oh, of course, and Kyle, not Kyle reacted C- this way. Kyle Cunningham, Malcolm Stewart are having terrible seasons. You know, Matt Lemoyne is not doing what he, what a lot of people thought he would do. But yeah, there's just no right. way. Yeah, yeah, and they're not reacting like this. No, well, that's that's like I said, that kid would, I would freak out if I was owner slash manager. And I'm and I'm I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did get a talking to. You can't do that. You know, you make a mistake, you crash. That's 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 piss poor, piss shitty move on for his team, for him, for his sponsors, for everybody. But like I said, if he does it again, you know that's really bad. But everybody's allowed to do something once. So, yeah. But here's the thing. Remember, I wanted to talk to him after Toronto about the bunch of incidents he had, the the slap on on uh, Mookie, the the two different things that he did in Toronto, and then he goes, and then the first darn time he's out there. He does something along those lines again. Yeah. Like, yeah. what is going on? Yeah. So I said to him at the end of the interview, and we'll post the interview later this week on the site, but I said, I'm like, listen, man, I think you're a good guy. I don't think you walk around all cocky like a punk, like people are saying. But I really hope that you don't turn out to be a punk because I feel like I'm trying to defend you here. Um, <laughs> so don't turn out to be a punk. Like, don't don't do your, that to me. I'm on your side. <laughs> I know, but I'll look really bad if I end up, Yeah. you know, yeah. we're supposed to be reporters. We are the watchdogs. Yeah, you should not be swindled. Um, but that was a bad move. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And but like, and as I said, if your bike breaks, you're okay for doing that. Chad Reed's done that at Yamaha days a few times. Redbud, oh Redbud, that was awesome. Walking yeah. through the infield. Yeah, just walking through the infield. <laughs> I mean, his bike broke on him, and and I mean, I still think it's a dickish move. Don't get me wrong. And I, yeah. I, I couldn't have been more. Uh, I couldn't have praised Ryan Dungey more than when he pushed his mm-hmm. bike after the chain came off at the bottom of the hill at Redbud. I thought that was an awesome move. And yeah. and I wrote it and talked about it and said that's that's respect and pride and shit happens. He and pushed he, his bike and, at Freestone and, last year. Yep, yeah, and I said the same thing at Freestone. A goose tried to help him, and he pushed it back. That says something for Ryan Dungey's character, and, and that's a that's a, a class move by him. Um, And then when Reed, the bike broke, he walked it back. He, we even had some issues with the test tracks, too, where his bike broke and he just left them dumped it on the ground and left it, you know? I, I sort of get that. I sort of get that. One time, uh, Gothic J, uh, he ran out of gas at Paris Raceway. Reed did. And almost uh-huh. almost died and then came in and ghost rode his bike and scratched the side of the Yamaha box van all up. But again, like, you know, <laughs> someone forgot to put gas in your bike. Like, that's that's okay. I mean, you know, I can excuse that part. You should all, I, I mean, in a perfect world, they'd all be like Ryan Dungey, you know? But they're not. So there's like three. Right. There's like three steps to it. Bogles is the worst. Dungies is the best. Reed's in the middle. So yeah, yeah. You can see when when Reed. I think it's his chain derail at Redbud. I think that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. You could definitely see the way he dropped his bike and stomped off. You could tell it was. A, I'm sick of this happening. Yeah. Like you could tell it was a buildup. Yeah. Yeah. Of um, I'm doing my part. Right. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And so yeah. as a team, you yeah. go. Oh, he's kind of right. It sucks that he did that, but it's kind of right. You know. When his carburetor hey, popped off. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Would you ever see something like that happen from a pro circuit rider? 
Oh God! Uh, Can well, you imagine? Well, you might see it once. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? And you know what? That's an excellent point. You're you're absolutely no. right. You would see it once. You would never see that. The guy would be walking around. You hit the pupils dilated the next weekend. Yeah, like you just saw a ghost. <laughs> Don't don't talk about ghosts. Don't talk about ghosts. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Right. Hey, I'm glad you're even able to do this show. I'm still freaked out. I, the the ghost did get my <laughs> MacBook hot record though, somehow. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, and get wow. this. Hey, and 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 get this. You want to talk about a little bit of ghost stuff? So, I walk in the room, and people can follow me on Twitter if they want to know about this or whatever. I I walk in the room. The alarm's going on the alarm clock, right? Mm. So I turn it off. Freaks but me. But now out. you know he's awake. What what what? The ghost? Now you yeah. know the ghost is yeah. awake. Yeah. So the alarm goes off. So tell me this. So, okay. So this was at, uh, uh, whatever, you know, seven o'clock at night. The alarm's going off. I turn it off. The next morning at Saturday morning, at nine o'clock in the morning, I leave for the race. No alarm. The alarm does not come on. Okay. So just, I get up at nine, leave like I would normally do. This morning at seven thirty, I leave to catch my flight. And just as I open the door to leave, the alarm starts beeping. If, and, but it didn't beep on Saturday morning because I was there till 9 o'clock in the morning. So how does the yeah. alarm go? How does the alarm go Friday when I'm not there? I get mm-hmm. in the room, I turn it off. Then nothing on Saturday. Then it starts again on Sunday when I'm leaving. Thank you. The ghosts obviously have places to be on Sunday, but Saturday was a lazy day. <laughs> Thank you. I'm just freaked out still by that deal, but... Um, I'm still impressed with the MacBook power cord. Like the Mac products have become so strong that even the supernatural yeah. can't live without them. No. <laughs> they needed it. They needed it. And I left it in the hotel room and uh, the ghost got it. So um, <laughs> anyways, yeah. Hey, let's wrap this thing up. It's late where you are. Uh, Jason Wygant yeah. uh, doing the um, shit. It's uh it's a one thirty for you. One- yeah. yeah. We got to get this going. Cause you're uh you got big plans this week. Big plans going to Florida. Going to Florida. Um, yeah. Going to have fun, I think. Um, going to provide some good uh, good humor, and um, yeah, I think it'll be a good, good time. Although, I have to admit, uh, when I booked the trip, I thought it would be awesome, and now that it's almost here, I'm like, yeah, staying at home would be awesome, too. <laughs> so, Oh, yeah. Uh, it's yeah, of, that's the way all trips are. Right, yeah, yeah it's one of those deals. But um, anyways, yeah, good, good. Anything else about 250 class, or, I mean, is that it? We covered, we covered it pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that we um, proved the point that Stewart is no longer uh, as big a story as he was by probably covering him first and more than anyone else still. So, But like we said, not, not part of the story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not part of the story. So we proved ourselves wrong by yeah. talking about it. Well, yeah. Not the first time I've been accused of talking about Stewart too much. I just find it, the whole thing interesting. So um, we, we actually track numbers on this, folks, on the race race side as far as the, the comments and the hits. Um, you can't even – the numbers don't lie. Like, love him or hate him, no one else moves the needle like that guy. No, no, you're right. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Right on, man. Well, the BTOsports.com, Racer X podcast show, Houston wrap-up. That was Jason Wygant. I'm Steve Mathis. Thanks, Weege. Uh, enjoy your, your your week off, and I'm sure I'll be in touch. Yeah, see you in uh, New Orleans. That's a long way off. See you then. Yeah. Right on, man. Thanks. All right, man. See All right, see ya. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Steve Mathis Show. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to find the more than 200-episode archive 
or get the Pulp MX app for your iPhone for the complete Pulp MX fix.